control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there completely free for you. So go to freetalklive.com. You can actually create the content of the website. Everything you see in the main column of the main page was created by listeners like you. And then once you add something to the site, some link to a maybe a blog post or a news item or video, and then others get to vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion, and you get to vote on things too. The most voted up, make it to the front page and the top of the website. In fact, it's uh, it's our website where we're going to pull the first story tonight, Mark. You've got something to share regarding, uh, I guess, what is it that you have uh, for us? Was it gladiators or the whistleblower? No, this or is what? the whistleblower. Okay. Um, so um, this is a, it's it's a blog post. You can go see it at uh, 1787network.com. It's at the Liberty Underground blog. And it's um, it's on a news story. And it, it happened in Jasper, Florida. This guy, Robert Burton, Bob, is a uh, deadhead logger. Not sure what that is. Deadhead logger? Yes. Okay. Um, he in the Panhandle, Florida. In the course of his business, he stumbled upon some illegal activities carried out by the De- Florida Department of Environmental Protection, including state employees dumping toxic waste in Florida water reclamation areas. Oh boy, pretty serious stuff, right? That is serious. And I'd like to point out to all the greenies out there that you think that the environment can't be protected unless we have the government out there to do it. That the government is the number one polluter. The governments, governments in general, um, are the number one polluters in the world. In Friday, on Friday, Hamilton County Sheriff's deputies and Florida Department of Law Enforcement, that's FDLE, and it's basically their version of the FBI, the state's version of the FBI, hmm. dressed in tactical gear and armed with assault rifles, served him with a search warrant. Agents seized his computer, cell phone, and video camera. However, Burton has not been charged with any crime. Wow. He also reported the DEP, that's the Department of Environmental Protection, had seized a logger's entire season's harvest. Even though the logger had proper permits and was violating no laws, a judge later ruled the logger in question had legally harvested the logs valued over $300,000, but the DEP refused to return them. So he contends that the public records regarding this case were intentionally destroyed. Burton recorded a telephone conversation with Ryan Tyson, the chief of staff for the state, uh, Senator uh, Charlie Dean, in which Tyson may have made incriminating, incriminating statements regarding DEP activities. Senator Dean is the chairman of the State Committee on Environmental uh, Preservation and Conservation. Burton published his conversation with Tyson along with other evidence and corruption on YouTube. As of Friday evening, those videos had been deleted by YouTube. Well, why do you think? Because they got a threat from the the government. When the state government calls and says, pull that crap down, they pull it down. When you call and say, pull it down, they don't. It's true. Because in fact, we've had that happen up here where the uh, there were some folks that went and chalked the federal building in Concord or chalked nearby a portion of, the, I guess, the outside of the federal building. And there were video recorded of that video, which included at least one federal bureaucrat who presumably called uh, YouTube or, or sent them an email, a threatening email, and uh, said, you know, hey, I'm law enforcement and you need to take this down. And they took it down. It's really sad. Yeah. And, it, you know, if this is the idea is, is that this is supposed to be a government of the people. Burton's one of these people, and he caught the FDLE, claims to have caught the FDLE, not the FDLE, the uh, DEP, Department of Environmental Protection, dumping toxic waste, stealing people's stuff, and then what happens? The 
uh, you know, the state government employees, they fall in a line behind their own. They don't. They so this guy doesn't work you. for the state. He just no, knows what's he's legal. He's just a logger. Gotcha. He just caught these okay. people. He's he's a regular guy working stiff, and the state employees they fall in uh, fall in line. You mm-hmm. think these FDLE guys that busted in in tactical gear with MP5s and took his computer and stuff? You think they gave a fly and flip about what they were doing was correct and just? They just follow orders. It's Payback sad. Time. It's sad. Yeah. So all of uh, all of this apparently led to deputies and FDLE ag- agents in tactical gear with assault rifles paying him a terrifying visit on Friday. No kidding. Yeah. And now, normally the excuse uh, behind using the SWAT team is that they, you know, they're expecting somebody with a gun, right? They're expecting some dangerous uh, criminal, some kind of a murderer or vicious drug dealer, right? The idea that drug dealers are all armed up and ready to kill people, of course, is ludicrous. But that's what their excuse is, right? We're, we're going here, busting in. We've got the, the black masks and the, the machine guns because we're expecting armed resistance. And they're going after a logger. There's no evidence no, that no, he's... they're not going after a logger. This this thing comes a little. It gets a little farther. They're going after a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually this warrant isn't for this man. It's for his stuff. Right. It's crazy. I mean, how can you charge stuff? Are they charging the stuff? Well, I don't know that they're charging they've it, done but that they've got before. a warrant for it. They've charged money before. They've done that a bunch of times where they'll take money from people, they'll take cash, and then they'll uh, they'll actually have a court case against the money. And, of course, the money can't defend itself because the money can't hire its own lawyer because it's an inanimate object. But nonetheless, there are actually court cases out there that are t- titled U.S. versus $100,000. <laughs> that actually happens. It's well, crazy. So this Burton guy has evidence that these people, recordings and evidence and pictures and all kinds of stuff, that the Florida Department of Environmental Protection has uh, you know, broken its own laws, has dumped toxic waste into mm-hmm. waterways, um, that, uh, that, in fact, the, 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 senator, the senator in charge of the committee knows this stuff doesn't care um and they know that he has this stuff and they want it so they wrote a warrant out to get it they don't want to charge him there's nothing they can charge him for he hasn't done anything illegal they just don't want him to have this evidence yep. because if he could he'd sue them this is how an armed Wait, how gang would work them? what's that how could he sue them they dump toxic waste in the waterways. Yeah, but I don't think he has standing no well, i don't know i mean it seems like they could uh, he could bring uh bring case with the epa Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, if, if it was another government agency that was going after them, that might be a possibility. But otherwise, usually, you if you try to bring a case against the state, you'll usually be thrown Fine, out. Fine, it no makes standing. them look like a bunch of crooks. Yeah. I mean, what else are they? On Friday, January the 14th at around 7.30 a.m., Burton got a knock on his door. Standing there was a Hamilton County Sheriff's deputy, several heavily armed FDLA, FDLE agents. They presented a warrant. Not an arrest warrant, but I'm a warrant. I'm surprised they knocked. Warrant to seize Burton's computer, video camera, cell phone, and documents. No one was arrested. They just wanted the documents or recordings Burton had made of state officials engaged in what appears to be illegal activities. Mm. Burton's wife, Kitty Scott, was in the shower at the time. She was forced out of the bathroom. They brought in a female agent to observe her as she dressed. Now, imagine, folks, the only thing these two people have done wrong is catch the government breaking the law. Yeah. This is what it could be like for you. If you don't think you live in a police state, you need to stop, step down for a second, and take a look around you. I know that the guys aren't wearing jackboots out there, and they don't, they Some of them are. They don't dress like Nazis, at least not Some all do. of them. And you don't see them on a day-to-day basis. But this is happening here in America. 
they're, they don't wear the swastika, but some of the police uniforms I've seen, uh, there's, there's actually one picture of the Keene Police Department. Now, I like the, a lot of the guys in the Keene Police Department. I think they're better than a lot of the cops in el- elsewhere, but we're here in Keene, New Hampshire doing this show. There's one picture where they're wearing these outfits at like some sort of a function. It's not something they would normally wear when they're on the streets. It's not their regular uniform. It's like some sort of a special... I don't know what it is, but it looks very Nazi officer esque. It's very strange. I don't know. It was my it was my first impression when I saw the, the uniform. And yes, absolutely, we've seen video footage of people wearing jackboots in in the U.S. The Burtons were deeply shaken by the raid. I'm rattled right now. They've uh, confiscated everything when they came to um, get, when they come to your door with assault rifles. If I had a a phone or remote control in my hand at the time. There's no telling what would have happened. True. They could have said, well, they, they thought it was a gun and taken him out. In Florida, both parties must be aware that a phone conversation is being recorded in order to comply with the law. However, when a citizen calls the senator's office, there's a recorded message at the beginning of the call that says, this call may be monitored or recorded. Sure. Therefore, both parties would presumably be aware that the call was being recorded, complying with state law. Right. Florida takes Which pride. means you can record the other side, too. Yeah, uh, Florida takes pride in its government in the sunshine law, which assures the dealings between the public and the state government officials are in the open and open to the public. Oh, clearly. And can be copied and republished at uh, by the public at large. Wait, who was saying that? Because clearly they're trying to cover this up. Oh, I'm sure that that's what they say. one 800 when they have to cover something up. Right, right. It's all sunshine until they decide against it. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is there more to this? We could uh, yeah, a little bit clue more. you in here as to what else is going to happen. You can also bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you completely free. Freetalklive.com features including the bulletin board system that allow you to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can go and do that for free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented individuals. And we found that over hundreds of people have uh, made the move here to New Hampshire so far. Over 10,600 people are pledged to make the move. And if you love freedom and you're willing to do something about it, want you to learn more, go to freestateproject.org to do that. That's freestateproject.org. So, Mark, you've been telling us about a story out of Florida where a logger came across some clearly just obvious violations of the state's own laws or the federal laws regarding whatever laws they were, but obvious violations of pollution laws where government officials were busily um, dumping toxic waste of some sort into the waterways. 
You know, it's a a heck of a claim, right? Yeah. But you'd think if a claim like that was made that, um, you know, the the law enforcement agencies of the state would want to find out if their Department of Environmental Protection agents were, in fact, doing such a thing. Instead, what they did was they held an armed raid and they took, um, you know, had with a warrant for a man's computer and his documents and they took the information. He right. had this information, and now it's gone. Without a criminal charge, they just came in with their guns pointed at him and his wife, and they just stole all of his data. And I'm sure there was other important things that uh, they had on that computer as well. They, they took his whole computer. Well, there, there, apparently there was a criminal charge that uh, has been um, leveled, but it has not been... Uh, you know, the man hasn't been charged with it. Well, it, what does that mean? It's been leveled, meaning they've hinted know. at it. They've hinted at it. They've suggested that they might charge him with something. That's not exactly. I wouldn't consider that leveling. I would consider leveling a charge where you're charged with something. Yeah, it's uh, it's called in, uh, interception and disclosure of wire, oral, or electronic <laughs> communications. Because he recorded a conversation with on a line that said that the conversation is being recorded. Yeah. Well, they're not going to arrest themselves uh, no, for doing those things. No, they can't. I mean, see, this is, this is what happens when the state runs into problems with itself. When the state gets so large, obviously some people are going to do illegal things. And then what? You either serve and protect the people or you serve and protect the state. And the fact is the people that work for the state know where their bread is buttered and they're going to protect the state. No doubt about it every time. And I, I like your point that you made earlier about this being a police state. What does it take for people to realize that's what this is? It doesn't necessarily ring the exact same police state tones as the other police states that uh, history has seen because this one's different. It's well, a more technolo- uh, technolo- uh, technological police state. That's because people have state. seen police states on TV. They yeah. see where it's happening and then they don't see it happening in their lives. But what if you're Bob Burton? What if the movie that you see about the police state has to do with Bob Burton and the Florida Department uh, in the Florida Department of Environmental Protection? You see, it's all about how it's portrayed to you. And the fact is, most likely in life, you're not going to stumble upon some illegal activity, whether done by the state or by regular folks. True. And you're not going to have a video camera. You're not going to have this stuff recorded. So you're not going to be the, 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 the target of this investigation. Investigation, by that I mean guys with, uh, you know, in black SWAT uniforms with uh, assault rifles bust into your home. Well, so, they don't bust. They, they come into your home with a warrant and take all your stuff. So if you're not targeted, then it must not be a police state. Right. If, if it's not you they're taking the computer uh, from, then it must, you, it must not be a police state. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-259-9231. I've got another uh, crazy Florida story here in a moment. We'll share that. Uh, but first, Sunfest is on the line in California. Uh, California Sunfest, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, uh, police states are not all different. Uh, they are economic. Uh, Nazi Germany had the same economic problem. Uh, their economy was running down because there are so many radicals and uh, women's lib and uh, uh, organizations Why trying would that to have well, anything to do with the economy running The economy down. was bad the, already well, from having to pay reparations for World War One. Eco- okay, well, what I mean by economy is jobs. Uh, they need the jobs. Nazi Germany would put people to death. I just ran into a guy who was kidnapped and offered to be put to death unless he could quickly 
uh, call a friend and show that he could get a job. Jobs what job? Where elite. he was going to be put put to death unless he yes, could show that he could get a job. Fa- they already have some fascist organizations, just like the Nazis did. The Nazis would put people who couldn't work to death. You have to understand that the economy is is about jobs. Are you jobs claiming to, that, that well, this happened? Me, wait, wait, uh, no, 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 uh, no. Listen to me. Please, I'm listen trying to, to help me. you. You listen okay? to me. Are you claiming this happened here in the United States of America to somebody? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It happened here in Orange County back in the 90s, in the conservative areas like San Diego, Orange <laughs> County. Florida is sinking. They had the Bermuda Triangle because that's Florida where the sinking. economy boosts. But what let are me you tell talking you about? You, you, hold on what a second. What does the Bermuda Triangle have to do with it? Sunfest, you are all over the map here tonight. And well, actually, I think you called well, last night. You were all over the map then, listen, too. I pray you give me a chance to say something. you got nothing to lose. It's a win-win. There is a solution to it. And well, that except for is the ratings in my so, listeners. Listen, anyway, the go fasting. ahead. The fast creates peace. Fast. The fast? I mean, not eating? Us, listen, listen to this. Fast, well, I, can, I can only listen if I ask questions to understand. You see, listening is an active process. Okay, okay. Listen, fa- listen allow me to explain something briefly to you about listening. It's an active process where you pay attention to the person, and if you don't understand what the person is saying, you have to ask for clarification. Would I, I be listening to you, uh, Sunfest, if I just sat I, here going, I love mm-hmm, that. I love uh-huh, that, but I'm not mm-hmm. Would that be listening? Ridicule. Don't ridicule. See, you weren't listening. listening. You, you weren't even listening, listening to me. me. Would I be listening to you if I just sat here and, here and said, mm-hmm. no, 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 that's okay. okay. I love being asked so questions. So when you're yes. talking about a fast, you mean not eating? Exactly. Okay, go ahead. So and not eating is going to solve the job also, problem because you won't uh, eat it? Let her go. No, uh, no food fluid fast. They're based on harming ecology. If it harms ecology, it harms us. It's an Einstein's uh, unified organism environment field, whatever harms one and uh, harms the other. And it's a good way to do it. Now, Hello? Yeah, you're right there. Go ahead. Okay. Now, 6,000 years ago, as you know, the, cl- the classic uh, Bhagavad Gita, the Song of God, we were in the same situation. It was a war between God and the government, and Arjuna won, won the war uh, with just God on his side. Wait, this Mark, you're the biblical guy here. Uh, uh, this is, is, no, this is the Gita. It's, it's become a classic. It's a classic, uh, huh? The, the war... Uh, uh, it's a but why did he win the war? Because of these yoga principles that Krishna, put, the great avatar, So put what is forth. your overall point? Because I have to say, I'm pretty okay, lost. That, Mark, okay. are you also lost with this call? Because I have no idea this, what she's saying. Fasting you is can't the only not answer thing me, Mark. I'm asking not, you a listen, question. We, would you Mark, you can't just shake your head. You're on the radio. I, I don't okay, understand. Would you okay, please thank listen you. just a second? Just, just let me know. Are two out of two of the people in this room, 100%, have no idea what you're talking about. So please, just give me the overarching theme, please. Okay, let me try to explain. We're a race between the two sides of inertia, the peaceful side, objects at rest, and objects in motion. We want to stop this fire out of control and put it back into rest, or what they call yoga or nirvana. You know, you're into some of the meditation and stuff. Fasting is the basis of all religion, of all yoga. It puts us, it takes the fire out okay, of Okay, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. <laughs> 800-259-9231. You can take control. Just stop eating and the government's going to go away. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com 
host you. Anything you want, take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The place to go. The features there are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give you stuff like uh, our mobile site. You can go to m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our streams and the podcast over at m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, this cruise isn't just a convention on the water. Sure, there'll be some, there'll be some debates and some speechifying and all that stuff. But the boat has a lot of things to do, and it'll be a lot of in, uh, interesting Liberty folks to hang out with. Uh, it's miniature golf, rock climbing wall, ice skating rink, much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey, in November, but you need to reserve your berth now, as uh, the the berths are as low as five hundred and thirty five dollars, double occupancy. But the offer ends March the first. That's the deadline for for booking. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. It's cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to continue taking your calls about what you want. Let's talk to Dave, listening in Minnesota, to a station that technically isn't uh, an affiliate yet, but we're uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed. We're on a test run up in uh, WNMT in northern Minnesota. It's got a nice monster 10,000-watt uh, signal. Hey, Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I wanted to uh, confirm or give a follow-up on the couple down in Florida that had taken pictures of the state with the uh, illegal dumping. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Florida isn't the only place it happens. It happens here in Minnesota as well. Mm -hmm. I'm a truck driver, and uh, my job designation was to uh, go out to the county and state facilities here in Minnesota and pick up waste oil. And what I would do is pick up waste oil, uh, from gas stations and uh, places like that. Okay. And I'd pull a tanker, 3,000-gallon 3, tanker. And the worst offenders that I would see outside of uh, gas stations, the mines, the county garages, the state garages, were always, always the state and county facilities. I could come into a lot... Uh, where their tanks would literally be overflowing and the oil would be up to your knees. So point of information, I just was a little unclear at what you said there. You're saying that over everything else in general, the government facilities were worse than the gas stations or? Yes. Okay. Because it was exactly. a little unclear. So, exactly. they, so they were not being very good stewards of the environment, is what you're saying, for all their talk about environmentalism. Not at all. It was the commercial entities that were not keeping things all. cleaner. And the thing of it was, was when I would get back to the garage, you would have to uh, sometimes uh, wash out the tanks, the tankers themselves. You'd have to take a steam cleaner and hose them out. And uh, where that where that waste would go, would go onto the ground, into the storm drains, and into the rivers, and into the streams. And I contacted the state itself, St. Paul, to make a complaint about this. And the state told me literally... We're not going to worry about it because they create jobs. Uh. So because these trucking companies create jobs, 
the state of Minnesota looks aside uh, any violations or, or any irregularities. Well, plus, it, it's always nice to be in the government because you never have to say you're sorry and you're never re- held responsible for anything, or very, very rarely, you know, 99 times out of 100, when these government guys get busted uh, red-handed doing something naughty, they uh, typically just wave it off and uh, somebody maybe gets at worst a, a slap on a hand and a, you know, public uh, Yeah, but the thing statement. of it was they didn't even get a slap on the hand. Yep. They yeah. just looked yeah. the other way. Yep. So typical. So, so I can sympathize and understand what happened to the people down in Florida. Dave, it's thanks the, for sharing that story. I really appreciate hearing from you tonight, and thank you for the call. Yeah, it amazes me how people who uh, you know want environmental protection, like me, but uh, you know the, the folks that are all for it tend to believe that the, gov- the government is the best organization to handle it. But here's an agency that's unaccountable to you and me. I mean, just try to get the government to be accountable well, to you. I know how we can solve that, Mark. We can have an oversight board. Yay! Then, then you'll have an oversight board that, <laughs> that is staffed by the people who uh, formerly worked for the corporations no, that the no, government's no. in we'll, bed with. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll prevent that. We'll make sure it's only citizens. Oh, uh, is that the only place that is going to be prevented? Because every place else, uh, the, these boards tend to be populated by the companies that uh, directly benefit for their uh, be, being in bed with the government. Well, either that or the oversight board actually doesn't have any power. They may have the ability to review documents and uh, make recommendations, but they don't actually have the ability to say... Oh, I don't know, charge the government bureaucrats in some sort of court and bring about any kind of an action against them. It's usually just basically a rubber stamp committee for the most part when we're talking about like police oversight boards, which are frequently formed in the uh, in the aftermath of some sort of police horrific act, them killing some 90 year old woman in a botched drug raid or something like that, as they did down in Atlanta. Uh, Usually it's after these incidents that these boards are formed, but it sure as heck doesn't stop the police from harassing people and it doesn't stop people from uh, from getting hurt. And it doesn't seem to do much to uh, to increase the accountability of the police department. It's just another layer of bureaucracy staffed by volunteers, basically. So until the government can actually be held accountable for its actions, they'll continue to do whatever uh, whatever they want to do. And, and that's what it boils down to, is that when you work for the government, you have, in, in some cases, sovereign immunity and, and certainly qualified immunity, uh, depending on the, uh, the, the situation, which means that you're immune from prosecution. That's right. Well, what do you think is going to happen when... People are immune from prosecution. You think they're going to act better, worse, or just the same? Sometimes it helps when the news media catches on to something. If the media sure, can blow it's, a story up. It's great up. if the news media does, but once they do, it doesn't matter because they're immune from it's prosecution. Right. You're telling me that somebody who do- dumps toxic waste into the waterways should not be prosecuted? Well, in this case, the uh, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement and the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department decided that it was okay to do an armed raid at a man's house to get the evidence so that they couldn't be. Even in the 1% of the cases in which some government bureaucrat is brought up on a, on a charge of some sort, it's never the government bureaucrat that actually has to pay the price. So even in, even if they were to say, all right, well, you know, we looked at these videos and sure enough, they're damning evidence that uh, that our government people have been polluting the, the waterways of Florida. So we're going to bring charges against the Department of whatever forestry or whoever it was that was doing it. Environmental uh, protection. So, you know, the Department of Environmental Protection in Florida, we're going to bring charges as the state against one of our own offices and transfer some money from that bank account over into this bank account. Because it's not going to be the actual employees that are held responsible. 
And never of course, is. when they're transferring money from a government bureaucracy to whoever wins a case, it's coming from the taxpayers. So even though you and I had zero to do with the actual right. crime. Even if this uh, Bob Burton fellow gets a million dollars or $10 million for his trouble, all of his trouble, who's he get it from? Does he get it from the uh, employees of the Department of Environmental Protection? Nope. Does he get it from the FDLE? Does he get it from the, the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department? He doesn't get it from any of those people. He gets it from the taxpaying citizens. These people in the government are not responsible for their actions, and when they are held responsible, you, the taxpayer, have to pay for it. This is the stupidest system ever. 1-800-259-9231. But Mark, if the government were able to be held responsible, then anybody could just bring lawsuits and they'd be all tied up with lawsuits. I guess I shouldn't say the stupidest system ever. I think that the communists probably have a dumber system. The, 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 socialism, the system of socialism probably stinks worse. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, this country's deteriorating into a system of uh, fascio socialism anyway. But Mark, you didn't address my point. I'm what sorry, about was... the fact that if you were to just allow people to sue the government, then uh, then there'd be all kinds of lawsuits. They need to have protection. I think that the people need to be able to sue the government. And there should be all kinds of lawsuits. I mean, isn't it a dis- isn't the judicial system a dispute resolution organization? If people have disputes with the government, they should be able to bring them. If somebody's bringing a frivolous lawsuit. Then, well, by all means, charge them the court costs and the the time and energy that it took to defend. Yeah, and that's another thing that happens frequently with the government is there are no, uh, it's not a loser pays system in many cases. So um, people can bring as many lawsuits as they want against other people and there's no risk to it, which is one thing that really clogs up the court system. The fact that it's not loser pays, so there's no disincentive to people bringing just crazy lawsuits into it. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And then, of course, there's the other problem with the fact that your arbitrator, if you will, the man in the robe, works for the same team as the people that you're suing. If you were to even be allowed to bring the suit in the first place, which usually they won't allow because they'll say you have no standing because we're the government and you're not. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. You can enjoy the features there completely free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us via Amazon through our brand new link, which is shop.freetalklive.com. You can't use the old link anymore. Uh, Well, technically you still can, but you shouldn't. You need to retrain yourself if you don't mind. Uh, Practice and uh, put it in your bookmarks and update your blogs. Maybe you've uh, posted the old Amazon link on a blog site or something like that, or you've got it posted somewhere that you know of. You might want to update that to shop.freetalklive.com. There's a chance, uh, there's a good chance, I would say, the old Amazon link will go away soon. So please use it. The new link, shop.freetalklive.com. 
Totosack, it's the one-trip wonder for hauling goods from your vehicle to your home. It's uh, available to you through totosack.us, T-O-T-A-S-A-K. There's no C in Totosack, totosack.us. It is a retail grocery bag carrier that handles more than you can. It is made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. It's uh, what, Just go take a look at this device. You, you won't believe how much easier it'll make your life as far as carrying groceries in from the car or out to the, out to the car from the grocery store. Totasac.us. All right, 800-259-9231. Coming up, your chance to win a two-pack of the Totasac on the way here tonight, so stay tuned for that opportunity. And uh, in the meantime, we'll tell you another crazy story about Florida and their law enforcement department down there. In this case, it has to do with the Internet and uh, specifically girls on the Internet, teen girls taking pictures of themselves, you know, as they do. Teenagers do these things. They have cameras on their cell phones and they're having their bodies develop and they're going through hormonal changes and they're taking pictures. And they're, what they're doing is called sexting in some cases and sending these pictures around to, uh, to one another. And some adults don't like that very much. In fact, they want to use the government to try to put a stop to it because that always works. Story from thesmokinggun.com where two Florida girls are facing cyber stalking charges creating a fake Facebook profile in the name of a fellow high school student and placing obscene photos on the page, including one showing their classmate's head atop the body of a nude prepubescent girl's body, according to investigators. Mm. When deputies would know, now that's a mean thing to do, right? Teenage girls, teenage boys, teenagers and and young uh, teens are in general going to be mean to one another, especially when they're forced to be together in these government schools. I'd I'd like... (laughs) I think that that is the biggest, uh, single biggest problem. Um, I have met many uh, kids that are homeschooled, and my experience is that what you're dealing with is, uh, you know, some very mature kids because they spend a lot of their time around adults. Mm -hmm. Some people would say the kids need a chance to be a kid, which I guess means they need to hang hang out with other ruffians and experience (laughs) Lord of the Flies in order to be able to really know what it what it is that how much being a kid sucks, so that they can move on in their life. But I, you know, <laughs> this kind of behavior, I think, is absolutely born out of the way that we age educate kids. And I don't just mean in public schools. I mean in private schools, too. The idea that you're going to take all kids of the same age and stick them in the same uh, class and that they're going to learn it the same way. I mean, it just it, it, it's bizarre to me. I've never been in a work environment where everybody's the same age. Everybody's all different ages and you have to learn to get along with people. And yeah, it works fine because you choose to be there in a work environment. You you aren't forced uh, to be in that environment. If you are working with somebody and there or there's somebody that's hired that you dislike, you can complain to the management. And if management doesn't care, then you can take yourself and your job and you can take your work and your skills somewhere else. Right, where you you're more monopo- appreciated. You have a monopoly privilege on the use of your labor, and that's the only place that you have a monopoly. And so, if you wish to take it elsewhere, you may. So, according to the story, when deputies with the Liege County Sheriff's Office last month interviewed one of the suspects, Taylor Wynn, age 16, she admitted creating two fake Facebook pages as a joke because she thought it would be funny. Now, of course, uh, teenagers don't know their rights, and they don't know that they don't have to talk to the police officers and tell them uh, what what happened. But So she went ahead and you know blabbed that, uh, that it was her that did it, although I don't think that what she did should be a crime. It may be tacky. It it's may be tasteless. It's extraordinarily tacky. Uh, Wynn said she was once friends with the unnamed victim, but they don't like each other now. 
She told the probers that a second girl, Mackenzie Barker, age 15, created the image showing the victim's head atop the naked body. When reportedly cropped, or excuse me, copped to placing a photo of an adult male's erect penis by the victim's face, according to the sheriff's report. Uh, they are apparently, uh, if you want to see them, you can go to thesmokinggun.com. They were arrested this week and charged with a felony count of aggravated stalking of a minor under 16. Now, the interesting thing is they're actually releasing these girls' pictures. Didn't it used to be, in, and maybe it still is in a lot of places, where if juveniles are charged with a crime, their identities are protected? That's what I would have thought. It seems very strange to me. Yeah, well, anyway, they, uh, according to the story here, they attend Estero High School along with a victim who told a deputy that she had been subjected to numerous incidents of teasing and ridicule as a result of the Facebook hoax. One of the fake pages, which listed 181 friends, included an assortment of disparaging comments, including an about-me claim that said... As you may know, I am a huge whore. I love so much. You can yeah. put what you want in that uh, male, a male member. Let's say it's a euphemism for that uh, in that sentence. Roosters. Yeah. Investigators who learned of the existence of the phony Facebook profiles in late April used search warrants and subpoenas to link their creation to win uh, via an IP address that led back to an Internet service account in her mother's name. A pair of investigators interviewed her last month in their mother's presence, in her mother's presence, at their home in Estero. And when Heather asked her daughter what made her hate the victim so much that she would do something so mean, the teenager replied, because nobody liked her, adding that she thought it would be a funny joke. And now she's being charged with a felony! Aggravated stalking of a minor under 16 for the crime, so-called, of making a Facebook profile for the purposes of, of being mean to somebody. I mean, that's, that's, it's the new Right, I'm age not saying equivalent. it's okay. No, uh, it, but, you know, but, it's, it's not okay to do this, but is, is it I a mean, felony? Who, who hasn't done something like this? I'm embarrassed to say I did when I was a kid. I, I was mean to some other kids, and of course, kids were mean to me, and there's, there's this kind of this cycle that, uh, that yeah, goes on. Absolutely. I and I would not too. have been better off had I spent time in prison as a result of that. We didn't have the ability when I was going to school to make Facebook profiles right. about the people that uh, that we didn't like or that uh, were, were normally made fun of in the hallways of the of the classrooms and uh, outside of class. This is the same thing as that. It's no different. It's just the new version, the 21st century version of this kind of in-school ostracism. I mean, everybody has gone through this or has seen this happen to people and is very familiar with it. And yeah, it's wrong to be mean to somebody. It's not the right thing to do, but it's definitely the wrong thing to do to charge them with a felony. You know, this is just another case of the government taking uh, round pegs and trying to stick them in square holes. Um, you know, the, the idea that you can create this public school system, then when it descends to Lord of the Flies, like it like it does everywhere mm-hmm. all the time, it never it never reaches above. Love that. Quite yeah. frankly, it's always Lord of the Flies at, uh, in these schools. And I don't want to single out public schools in this one because it was the same way at the private school I went to, too. The idea that you can take kids and separate them by age and then stick them in a class and then they're not going to do this is ludicrous. And then when kids don't fit in these peg, these pegs don't fit into these holes, then you punish the peg, not the person who created the hole. You don't try creating round holes for the round pegs. Does anybody listening to this broadcast tonight actually believe these teenage girls should be charged with felony? Felony crimes? I mean, we're talking about serious business here. Maybe if they had actually victimized this girl, like physically victimized her, do you think they would have been charged with a felony? 
I mean, if they you know pushed her over, uh, pushed her over one of the benches at school or something like that, or or or, or knocked her into a column. I mean, would, would they be charged with a felony? Wouldn't that be like misdemeanor assault or something like that? I mean, it, this it's so ludicrous for I, making a Facebook profile. I, I, it's crazy. It's crazy. So this really just gives you some idea of where we're at. It Nobody was, would be charged with a felony for uh, some kind of simple battery. It, it was last week when we were talking about Texas. We talked in detail about how Texas, the state government people there, the people at the schools, are charging kids. They're writing tickets. They're writing thousands of tickets every single year for what they are, Class C misdemeanors there. But it's just such become such a regular occurrence. They're not even really – it doesn't seem like they're even giving referrals out anymore. It's just, oh, let's give them a ticket. And so this is like right in that same category here of, of treating kids like they're criminals for doing things that kids do. Can't people be more creative with the way they solve problems? You said that this is what kids do, and I'm not prepared to say that. I, like I said, I, you know, all this is is for me. This is uh, experiential. I don't have any kind of study on this. But I'm telling you, when I see homeschool kids and unschool kids, you're talking about polite little men and women. Okay, okay. Because so they're not they hanging around with 25 to 50 to 100 different kids their age. I get you. It's so, so maybe I should say kids in this situation, in this situation where they're forced together. This common situation, yes. Right, into this government school where they all have to be there. And if they don't show up, then they, their parents get charged with criminal acts. So the best thing you can do, of course, take your kids out of the government schools, 800-259-9231, unless you want them to be subject to random uh, you know, attacks by the bureaucrats. More coming up. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that in 2011, we'll witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives, the way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video, which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Coming up, Mark, well, you're going to tell us about gladiators and the kind of the new version of uh, gladiator sports uh, when you get that ready 800-259-9231 in other news homeland security has uh, junked their billion dollar virtual fence according to wired.com yeah this is hilarious it only took nearly a year of hiatus and 1 billion dollars in sunk costs remember that's your money uh, but the Department of Homeland Security has gotten rid, finally, of the networked suite of sensors that have made up its virtual border fence. But some of its technology may live on as zombie border protection. 
The virtual fence cannot meet its original objective of providing a single integrated border security technology solution. According to Janet Napolitano, the Homeland Security Secretary, she conceded in a statement today heralding the program's termination. Not after they spent a billion dollars, and I'm sure a good chunk of that billion went into whatever contractors, uh, whatever politically connected contractors were hired to uh, build the technology sure. behind this. You know, th- this is uh, this is what people wanted. They wanted the government to solve this immigration problem. They just imagined that if you wish hard enough, Dorothy, and click your heels together, that somehow the government will solve the problem with these illegal people <laughs> taking our jobs. You know, and it's just so absolutely sad and ludicrous. Here you go again. Hey, the government can't do it. Really? You're going you're gonna to continue believe th- believing in it, though, aren't you? That's right, because a new group of bureaucrats will come in, Mark, and they'll have a new plan with a new objective. Remember, the objective always sounds very, very lofty when it comes to these government programs. I mean, the objective was providing a single integrated border security technology solution. Man, that sounds doable. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't, I didn't it's hear the 21st the- century. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear the uh, term gravitas, juxtaposition, or um, uh, you know, what some some of their other buzzwords they love to use. You know, it's just it, it's so funny that people keep on falling for this stuff. Keep on falling for it. So uh, yeah, they've they've junked this program after they've junked several programs in the past. I mean, I'm reminded of the old FBI story, and it's not that old. Still, it's maybe a few years old, several years old. Where as of the mid part of this last decade, the FBI still hadn't gotten email up and running for all of its agents, and they kept they kept hiring these new technology guys to try to implement this program, and they just all end up throwing up their their hands and leaving and saying, "Screw this! I'm not going to do this. I can't take it," or whatever their reasons were. They they uh, they did not follow through, and it never and never ended up getting completed. They ended up putting that on the shelf too oh mark you are muting yourself sorry the fbi didn't have email i mean come on people i had email through hotmail or whatever it was in 1998 well somebody might say mark that uh, well maybe they were a little bit too lofty with their goals here i mean they it was supposed to be according to this boeing by the way was the contractor uh, which of course is incredibly politically connected company Boeing's SBI net was supposed to be the ultimate in anti-illegal immigrant technology. Miles of surveillance radar towers hooked up to the ground-based sensors that detected the heat of someone's footprints or the metal of a border-crossing vehicle. Sound impractical? That's what the Government Accountability Office found in October when it lamented SBI net's well-chronicled history of not delivering promised capabilities and benefits on time and within budget. But what contractor wants to provide things on time and in budget for the government? I mean, if you make, if you, if you all of a sudden discover that it's gonna, I'm sorry, it's gonna cost three times more than we thought. Usually, that means they'll go ahead and pull the lever and give you three times as much. I'm sure Boeing's used to that. Yet the Customs and Border Protection Office boasted in a fact sheet that it would ultimately cover 6,000 miles of the U.S. northern and southern frontiers. I was going to say, how are they going to find 6,000 miles down on the Mexican border? But only 53 miles of border in Arizona (laughs) (laughs) ever actually got outfitted. Republicans, I'm laughing at you. (laughs) Well, Mark, they're small government. Don't you worry. Well, but but, this is is the nonsensical aspect of it. The Republicans believe, and these are... I, I'm just I'm picking pointing them uh, out because they tend to be a little bit more uh, for this whole you know anti-immigrant fervor thing, but you know the, the government the Republicans love government just as much as Democrats love government. 
They just love their government agencies to carry guns. Well, this wasn't a gun program. It but was yes, it was. Are you telling program. me that the Border Patrol isn't carrying around guns? The people that are going right. to respond to this True. aren't carrying around guns? The, the Army buys pencils, too, right, Ian. Right. <laughs> so 53 miles. Mark, can you do that math? A billion dollars divided by 53? <laughs> <laughs> can you just pull that well, up I don't think my me? calculator goes up that high. <laughs> How many zeros are in a billion? <laughs> Dissatisfied with the performance of the program. How do you spell incompetent? Since its 2005 inception, the Department of Homeland Security froze the program in March for a review, and today it conceded the program was an impractical waste. But don't worry. They can just build a real fence. I mean, somebody might say that they they were too ambitious. This was too much for the government to handle. I mean, this is the government, so let's keep things simple, and let's just put some metal in the sand. Let's just stop them with an old-fashioned fence. Now, I don't remember who it was, but some one of our co-hosts was in here one night, I think last week or the week before that, Mark, and I, th- I think you were here for this, uh, when we were played... 18, the, $19 million per, uh, per mile. $19 million per mile. Yeah. So... Were you here when uh, when I was shown the video of the teenage girls shimmying up the, the border fence? The I, big, bad, red border fence yeah, that I they have? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I didn't know there were... Uh, yes, yes, I did. Okay. You know, this 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 border fence that the U.S. government has, has installed in certain portions of the southern border, they had two 15-year-old girls who had not, you know, been known for working out or anything like that. Just your average teenage girls. They just had them walk up to this fence... And shimmy right on up top to it, right up, right up, right up to the top. Right, you couldn't have made a fence that was easier to climb. <laughs> Just your average hurricane fence would have been a, a more painful and more difficult to climb. You would have had to have gloves to climb it. Climb it. But these girls just right up this thing. So don't worry, though, Mark. They are not done with this technology. And this thing. fence did not look cheap. These were like giant metal pa- pylons. Huge pylons, yeah. um, I, I mean, <laughs> It took some work to get those in the car. I, I don't know how you could have made this fence to be more expensive looking, but they just climbed right over it. Well, they need more drones, Mark. That's the solution here. Maybe a fence combined with drones, combined with uh, everything. Maybe if they just throw everything into the pot, they'll be able to make it work. Uh, according to the story here, Napolitano said that proven technology will now be put into effect on the border. That means video surveillance from the guard towers and thermal imaging sensors, reminiscent of SBINet. And it definitely means unmanned spy plane flights. Later next year, a DHS initiative is scheduled to fly predators all the way from California to the Gulf of Mexico, all to spot who's trying to cross the border. Only even with proven technology like drones, mistakes happen. In June, DHS had to ground its drone fleet after a plane lost contact with its remotely located pilot, a routine occurrence in the drone game. Still, the death of SBINet is a remarkable, if overdue, concession to reality. There was a time when the department argued the virtual fence reduces the United States of America's vulnerability to terrorism and protects, uh, protects national interests. And if you believe that, they had a fence to sell you. So now that they've junked that program, they're going to move to drones. Uh, they're likely still going to push to build more of this border fence that uh, anybody can just shimmy right on up. And <laughs> so. You know, people need solutions to this problem. People rightly point out that there are people that are coming across the the border that are um, you know coming here. They're they're having anchor babies. They're uh, you know they're taking advantage of the welfare system, and they're not doing any work. That it basically it's like winning the lotto for many people just to get across the border. And I think that's absolutely true. Here's a low cost solution for stopping. The problem of illegal immigrants coming here and, uh, you know, living off the the largess of uh, the welfare system. Get rid of the welfare system. If you go and put your cat food outside for some of uh, some of the cats that uh, live outside in your yard 
and then some of the neighbor cats come and eat the cat food? Do you really have legitimate uh, standing to be all upset at the neighbor cats? I mean, do you have the kind of time that it takes to stand out there with a fly swatter and smack the neighbor cats? Yeah, for Mark, coming we in? need more bureaucrats. That's more right. Bureaucrats. Right. I'm talking about a low-cost solution. They've already had the billion-dollar fence failure. Do we really need a, bu- a billion-dollar border gra- guard increase failure? Because when you hard- hire these guards, guys, and I don't care if you hire the military or border guards, you, uh, you can't pay them as much as the coyotes can. I mean, really? Listen to me, people. Would you take $10,000 to look the other way while a truckload of uh, Mexicans came through the border? If you wouldn't, the guy sitting next to you would. 1-800-259-9231. In fact, Mark, I'm glad you brought it up because a couple days ago I had some prep we never got to about a Border Patrol agent who, guess what? Turns out he was harboring some so-called illegals. Huh. The actual border guard agent himself was doing it. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. There is low... As $535, double occupancy, go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. Your thoughts certainly welcome on uh, whether we're talking about the immigration issues we are right now or you can bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. It is up to you. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. Uh, right there at the top. As a matter of fact, you get the last week's worth, and if you click into the archive section, you'll go all the way back to late 2006. All of it is completely free at freetalklive.com and courtesy of HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their easy-to-use, free site builder tools, and more than 4,500 website templates that they have. There's a 99% uptime guarantee 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support, free domain transfers, free file transfers, free database transfers, free script transfers, and your first month completely free. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. That's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. So we've been talking about the immigration issue and what this brought this about is a Wired piece that points out that this billion-dollar program has been junked. Uh, the virtual fence program with Boeing's SBI net technology, which was supposed to be the ultimate in anti-illegal immigrant technology. It's been junked after the federal government spent a billion of uh, your taxpayer dollars on the program. So uh, so that's done. But they're not done, of course. They're not going to go in the direction you suggested, Mark, and that is get rid of the welfare program and roll back the uh, the government's control over people's lives so it doesn't matter if people come here to try to milk the system. Right. I can tell you that the best thing for the American economy right now would be to open the borders up. You think we have a problem here? Imagine what an influx of people who want to work hard for a better life and are willing to do it at a slightly less rate 
would be for this economy. I mean, there, the, all those people drive cars. All those people will live in houses. All those people will eat food. All of those people will go to movies. All those people will do all of the things that we just more people consuming more stuff. If you want to bring this economy back and you want to bring, bring it back in three months, open that border up. So that's not what they're going to do. They're going to bring some more technology into play. They're going to spend some more money on a different technology program. But this time, it'll work because the Democrats are in charge. Yay. You you don't believe that, right? No, I don't believe it for a second. Yeah. Uh, Because the Democrats really aren't any different than the Republicans. It's just convenient that they keep changing out roles. That way they can always blame each other. Well, it wasn't us. We didn't do it. It was the Republicans that, you know, their program with Boeing. This time, we're going to team up with Lockheed, and we're going to get the job done. You know, it's it's funny. I mean, you can see that some Americans are waking up to it with the Tea Party movement and that kind of thing. They they saw from 2000 or 2006 that I don't the, know if the Tea Parties are awake to it. Some of some Americans are awake, and I mean, you're just you're just making a blanket statement about Tea Partiers. You did too. I said some Americans mm-hmm. with the Tea Party like movement. The tea Partiers. That's all I said. Yeah. I made a very specific statement that is true. You made an incorrect statement. Okay, I heard you say some Americans like the Tea Party movement. Some some Americans uh, with the Tea Party movement mm-hmm. are waking up to the problems that we have. They saw from 2000 to 2006 that uh, you know the the government the the Republicans weren't going to fix the government. They saw from uh, 2008 to 2010 that the Democrats can't fix the government. And they're trying to figure out other things to do to fix it, but they just keep on using the same top-down, command-to-control, let-the-government-do-it mentality. Even the Tea Partiers. I mean, they, 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 at many of their events, they'll have things like, well, I've got to stop the illegal immigrants and fight some wars and all that other stuff, with, at the same breath, talking about lower taxes. Right, it's they'll crazy. say, right, exactly. They'll say on one hand that they want smaller government, but on the other hand, when you propose something like you did, Mark, you proposed getting rid of welfare entirely now we talked in detail last night about how that doesn't mean not helping people it means helping people on a consensual basis it means allowing charities and mutual aid societies to spring up and to take care of the people that need to be taken care of so it's not this kind of it's not this really callous viewpoint or anything like that it's just to say get the government out of this it's a disaster it's it's a disastrous system and it needs to be stopped but the but the republicans will typically respond to that the so-called small government Republicans will just simply respond to it by saying, well, we can't do that. It's not possible. Or, yeah, or they'll say something like that, that it's just not within the realm of possibility. Well, why not? Well, because you don't have the political gumption to uh, to move forward with an idea like well, that? Apparently, um, what is within the realm of possibility is turning over the immigration problem to the government. Because we can, you know, put a spend one billion dollars on fifty three miles of fence that, uh, you know, it's that that languishes to the point that they the government gives up on a program. I mean, imagine how disastrously God, yeah. flawed a program must be for the government to give up on it. That's true. And the, gov- the Department the of Homeland brink. Security of all of them is, uh, you know, <laughs> inefficient, and they gave up on it. Come on, I mean, this is politically viable. Well. But, Mark, it's always easier for the politicians to push for more government because, well, that's what government does is it makes itself bigger and it makes itself more intrusive. Sure and, and then they'll be popular with the government people. If they, you know, They'll be much more popular with them if they, uh, if they make the government larger as opposed to shrinking it. And then you know, the government unions and folks yeah, like that unions, will unions, lots, be of, lots more jobs. Jobs for bureaucrats doing nothing. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean people don't even think that ending welfare is a possibility. And so, therefore, because that's not even an option in their minds, the only option is to grow the, to grow the, the state. 
You're not going to take away the bowl of milk, as you were talking about before, for the stray cats. They refuse to take away the bowl of milk. So, therefore, their only choice in their mind is to start putting up barbed wire fences, putting out landmines. You wish it was barbed wire. I mean, these fences are made of <laughs> giant metal pylons that, that can be shimmied up in a moment. Yeah. But this is the idea, though, right? They're, they're putting up all these barriers, and they're hiring uh, guards to guard from the stray cats that are coming for the milk. And, they, and so there's never enough of this. There's never, an, there's never an end to the amount of guards that they can hire, especially when you start hearing stories like, uh, like that we're going to tell you about right now out of NBCSanDiego.com, where investigators who searched the Imperial Beach home of a U.S. Border Patrol agent said they found an undocumented man in a hidden room, along with evidence of drug dealing. According to the FBI, Marcos Manzano Jr. was arrested, 26 years old, was arrested at the Imperial Imperial Beach Border Patrol Station and stands accused of harboring illegal immigrants, including his own father. Oh, my. Around 6 a.m. Tuesday, a SWAT team raided his house. Uh, and he was arrested, suspected, uh, excuse me, they arrested suspected undocumented immigrant Jose Morena, Garrido Morena, also age 26. A uh, neighbor said, it seemed like a movie. It was a big scene. Seems impossible. They were everywhere. They went inside every house. We couldn't get out. It was crazy. According to a complaint unsealed in district court in San Diego, uh, Garrido Morena had been living at the residence along with Manzano and the accused agent's 46-year-old father, Marcos Manzano, the elder Manzano, faces federal immigration violation charges in the case, and uh, they've gone to court. Plus, there were 61 grams of methamphetamine that were inside the suspect's home, as well as packaging material indicating a drug-dealing operation. Remember, this guy is a Border Patrol agent, or presumably was a Border Patrol agent, but uh, it just proves our case, which we've been making for years on this program, and that is it doesn't matter how many border guards you hire. It doesn't matter what you pay them either. No, because uh, the people that want to move product and people into this country through whatever channels will find a way to pay the right people off so the right people in the border guard look the other direction and they get uh, cash payments as a result of that. They can use that money to, you know, Make some payments on their house, make some payments on their car, send their kids to college, stuff like that. There are all kinds of reasons for people to take that money because they know in their hearts that uh, there's no real harm in letting people and uh, products come here. So they'll just take the money and look the other way. More coming up at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got a lot of features there, and uh, one of them is the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. WIKIWiki.freetalklive.com will get you there. You can go there and edit virtually anything you see. Wiki.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. 
Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. A little bit more on uh, some commentary on what happened with this uh, Border Patrol agent who has been discovered uh, with a secret room in his home, found with a little bit of methamphetamine, and some so-called illegal immigrants. One of them was his own father. And uh, just a perfect example of how it is that the prohibition does not work. Prohibition of drugs does not keep drugs out of the country. In fact, prohibition of drugs doesn't even keep drugs out of prisons. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. Uh, the prohibition of people also does not work. How many times do the American people need to be taught this lesson? Or how many times have they been taught? Have they actually been taught the lesson? Because if, if they haven't learned from the lesson, then it hasn't really been effectively taught, right? I mean, I remember learning about alcohol prohibition and how it was a miserable failure, and it only makes sense that other things would also be, that when they are prohibited, they would also be miserable failures. And indeed, the prohibiting of human beings crossing imaginary lines in the sand called borders has been a miserable failure. People are still coming here. And they will still come here as long as it's still a freer place than the place uh, whence they come. So as long as it's not a total police state here, as long as the police state here isn't as bad as the police state in their home country, they're going to come here. So they're still coming. They're finding ways in. In many cases, they can just shimmy right on up the fence and hop on over or come on in the sides of the country. There's no fence there. Just come on, get yourself on a, a boat or something like that and come into any old port. I mean, there's nobody there. Right. Dock this, on a beach. This is what uh, you know. many of the anti-immigrant fanatics don't seem to quite get is that the second country after Mexico from whence people come, whence people come uh, is China. Mm. China. Yeah. You think you can build a wall more effective than the Pacific Ocean? Please don't spend my money on that. All we need, Mark, is more Border Patrol guards to uh, work at the, the various different docks and the ports of the country. That'll solve that problem. That's right. More guards. Because border, border guards produce so much in the marketplace, right? They, they make something of value that somebody wants to exchange money for. We'll, oh, we'll no, just raise don't. tariffs. We'll yeah. just raise tariffs. Great. How about that? Because that, then so many more, then will all the people in the United States will get such cheaper goods if you raise tar- tariffs, right? <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll increase our uh, our welfare. So why is it that it wouldn't work to hire more border guards? I mean, clearly it's a problem. They they are saying this is a problem. People coming in here, so we need more border guards. Yeah, okay, we'll acknowledge that this one border people guard coming was- in the way they're coming in is creating all kinds of problems. It's the laws that are creating bigger problems than anything else. It's just the laws few- that have the surround welfare, the surround uh, public schools, that surround hospitals that uh, you know force care force hospitals to give care. Those are the problems. Mark, it's just a few bad apples uh, with the Border Patrol. I mean, yeah, okay, they caught this one guy, and yeah, he was smuggling people and drugs, but he's just one out of a, a hundred. I mean, there's only a few bad apples. Because they're so only hide- catching the ones that are, are breaking the law, right? Well, I, I guess not. I'm trying, I'm trying to trying to pretend like I'm the uh, the border control advocate there. I mean, it's um, really. The, uh, does anybody believe that the government is policing its its own in this arena? 
Well, that's what they need, Mark. They need another layer of bureaucracy to look at the first layer, an internal affairs division, if you will. Right. For we the need a government control. bureaucracy like the one that built the billion-dollar fence that only got 53 miles and that they gave up on. These are people, Mark. They'll get the job done. Haven't right. you seen the TV Cause, shows? Because the government affairs- is known for its uh, for its bureaucrats are known for efficiency. Mark, haven't you seen the television shows with the cops? They always have internal affairs, and they are breathing down the necks of those cops. Yeah, that's right, because these television shows <laughs> are going to portray what the cops want you to see. Otherwise, if they don't portray what the cops want you to see, then, well, they won't be able to ride along with the cops again. Yeah, It didn't work for the Soviet Union, hiring different layers of bureaucracy to check the viability and the honesty of the layers below them, because, well, guess what? They're all subject to being bought out. They're all subject to being uh, corrupted, and they're all subject to eventually turning on the uh, the original program or the rules or whatever it was they were hired to do and just, you know, helping themselves out because they're more important to them than your country or the, whatever those ideas are that you believe they're out there fighting for for you. Number one comes number one comes first. And for those folks and for everybody, number one is you. Number one is you. And you putting yourself in that situation, you can tell yourself right now, oh, I wouldn't take that money. I love my country. But <laughs> first off, uh, I mean, you're not being offered the 10000 10, or 100000 or whatever it is that some coyote is going to offer you to look the other way when they bring a truckload of people through right now. Um, but the other thing is, oh, you know, why, why do people believe that immigrants are so bad? People coming to this country to make a better life for themselves is so terrible. Take our jobs. All of I mean, every one of us who's here, their family came over, came from some place to get to make a better life for themselves. Yeah, but they'll take our jobs, Mark. <laughs> Which jobs are you talking about? Our jobs. Our jobs, right? Like I, they're not your jobs. First off, if you think that the job that you work at is yours, you're mistaken. It's only your job if you're the employer. The pl- employer makes the opportunity for some. They're paying you to do something, so it's not your job. It's their job. Yeah, but that those jobs need to go to Americans. Americans first. We're there better than everyone else. Well, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> as if adding more people to the economy won't be good for us. You really can only have it one of two ways. You can either have a total police state or you can have freedom. And there's, you know, we're in the middle between those two points right now. We're moving closer to total police state than we are towards freedom. Yeah, that's the direction that it's going. And when it comes towards uh, when the issue is how many people can be here, you don't get to decide. You are not in charge and you will never likely be in charge. You'll never create anything that keeps them out unless you create that police state. And because that's the only thing that's going to keep them out. They've got tunnels under the fence. They'll, they'll, they'll fly over the fence. They'll drive around the fence. They'll float around the fence. They'll do whatever it is. Well, they'll just truck right through, and the border guards will be bought off and look the, the other way. Whatever. So. You can't stop it. No. So you get to choose. What kind of America do you want to live in? Do you want to live in the America where you're stopped randomly as you're driving to work to make sure that you're not a so-called illegal to do a, just a quick citizen check uh, citizen check here sir uh, what of what country are you a citizen let me see your papers uh, do you want to experience that perhaps you wouldn't mind the occasional maybe once a week uh, home search you know where your friendly neighborhood uh, ss officers come by and they you know just take a quick peek 
just you know looking through your cabinets and uh, checking the walls just to make sure there's not any hidden walls or hidden rooms. Is this guy found? This guy's father was hiding in a in a in a hidden room in this guy's house. This border patrol agent. So we're going to need to just send in some teams here now and then. Just going to random spot check throughout the neighborhood. Just going to make sure that uh, you know you don't you don't know when we're going to come, but. Don't worry, we're out looking for uh, looking for those illegals, and they might be in your house. You, you may not know they're there, so we're just going to have to come in and take a look around. It's it's in the best interest of the country. So, I mean, how much of this do you want to put up with? How far do you want it to go? Do you want to be working at your job or maybe your business owner, perhaps, and have the uh, federal goons come in with their guns pointed at you and your employees as they check through your files to make sure that everybody's got themselves a social security number and has been paying taxes? How much more do you want of this? Because it's all coming down the road. They they have it all planned out. I mean, we've already we're already seeing the TSA searching people on the side of the road after they pull over a, a Greyhound bus. They're looking for so-called immigrants. Of course, they're also looking for drugs and other things like that. But it's just all intrusions well, upon the, your privacy. The, don't forget the, uh, the the random checkpoints that are within 100 miles of both north and That's south right. borders. Those I exist. imagine they can probably do coasts too. Try it's, to imagine yes, if you drew a line around uh, uh, around all the borders and the waterways, uh, you know, the oceans and that kind of thing. I think you'd cover just about the whole United States. You'd certainly cover Florida. Or would you prefer to live in an, uh, an America where people are free to come and go as they please and live and, and love and do what they want so long as they aren't uh, aggressing against peace people. That's the place I want to live. More coming up at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give the features there totally free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And by the way, if you want to help support this program, you can do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find a whole list of things there that you can do to get Free Talk Live, say, on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Uh, Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Uh, to do that. By the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. It's right there at the top of our banner column. 800-259-9231. Hey, since we're on the topic, we haven't done corrupt cops in a little while. We just told you a story about a Border Patrol agent who was busted for, uh, I guess, harboring so-called illegal immigrants. But it's not just the Border Patrol that is affected by corruption. It's any government uh, bureaucracy. Any government law enforcement bureaucracy is subject to the corrupting influences of the black market. Anytime anything is prohibited, it doesn't matter what it is. As long as there's a demand in the marketplace for the product or service, or in this case, the people, in the case of the Border Patrol, the people that have been prohibited, 
someone will step in to fill that void in the marketplace. Someone will step in to sell that methamphetamine and create that methamphetamine. Someone will sell the marijuana. Someone will sell the alcohol if that's what's been prohibited or the guns or whatever. Or in the case of people, the, the coyotes will step in to trade in people and to sell people into slavery. So the black market is a very, very powerful influence because once something is prohibited, it goes into the underground and therefore everybody that is dealing with that product or service has to make a good amount of money because they're taking a significant risk. I mean, the guy that they busted for the Border Patrol agent, he's looking at, you know, some pretty serious time in jail as a result of that. And so there's a lot of risk involved. And therefore, the people that are involving themselves in that black market are taking a significant risk and they want to get rewarded for that. So that's why the prices of drugs go up by something like, you know, marijuana is 5,000 percent higher than it should actually be. Some absurd amount. I mean, of- it's a weed. It, it can grow just about yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So uh, so there's a lot of influence here. This money has uh, some real sway in how people end up behaving. And indeed, the folks over at StopTheDrugWar.org are Johnny on the spot with keeping track of the corrupt cops stories from around the country. They do it on a weekly basis, but we don't get a chance to talk about it every single week. So we'll just share the most recent uh, the, one of the most recent episodes with you here. This one from, I believe, about a week ago from StopTheDrugWar.org. In Nashville, Tennessee, a former Nashville police officer was found guilty December 20th of lying when purchasing weapons that he intended to smuggle to Guatemala. Edwin Ronald Morales was one of five people indicted in 2009 on charges of conspiring to uh, purchase illegal weapons to be smuggled to Guatemalan drug traffickers. He was found guilty of two counts of making a false statement for falsely representing himself as the actual buyer when he was really giving the guns to a co-defendant to be smuggled out of the country. He faces up to 10 years in prison on each count. Again, former uh, Nashville police officer in that case. In Beaumont, Texas, two... Now, you have to you have to ask yourself, in the case of this former uh, police officer... You know, did he make some connections while he was on the squad? How did he end up getting to the point where he was uh, buying guns, essentially, to be smuggled to Guatemalan drug traffickers? I mean, you don't just roll out of bed in the morning and all of a sudden meet the right people in order to uh, to do that. Kind right. Of thing. I wouldn't know how to do it. In Beaumont, it takes years. It takes years to move up uh, the chain to to meet the right people and have them introduce you to the right people and, and prove yourself to the, the right people so they'll you know introduce you to somebody. It, this is a long time process. So the question really becomes, how long has he been doing this? This is not usually when a corrupt cop gets busted. It's not the first time they've done something. It's not a one-off. They're doing a series of these corrupt incidents, and they just happen to get uh, get caught up in some investigation. Typically. Also, I have no problem with a man buying weapons. I, um, you know, I mean, or I don't have a problem with drugs. Either. Selling selling them to people. I, I don't care if you're going to buy weapons and sell them to folks. As far as I'm concerned, the crime is committed by the person, not by the 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 tool that they use. Absolutely. Uh, in Beaumont, Texas, two Beaumont police officers pleaded guilty in December to misdemeanor charges of tampering with government records. For leaving a confidential informant's name out of statements and testimony, the officers also had their peace officer's licenses suspended for six months. In Cleveland, Ohio, the BATF agent, or ABATF agent, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, pleaded guilty in December to stealing money in an October drug raid. ATF agent Stephen Campbell was part of a team raiding a marijuana dealer in nearby Lyndhurst when he began stuffing cash into his pockets. A federal agents would never do something like that. This is only something that a local cop would do. No, this is BATF. That's the Fed. 
Oh, sorry. Oh, and also a DEA agent on the raid turned him in. When confronted, Campbell insisted the only cash he had was his. But when he suggested, or when, excuse me, when he struggled to resist being handcuffed, $46,000 fell out of his pockets. Oops. <laughs> Caught red-handed, buddy. In McAllen, Texas, a former FAR police officer pleaded guilty in December to being on the payroll of the Mexican drug cartel, the Zetas. Former officer Jamie Bias had been arrested in a July sting in which he thought he was trading cocaine for high-powered weapons and body armor destined for the Zetas, the drug, uh, drug kingpins, kingpins. He lived in a house owned by a Zetas member. The house and four luxury cars were seized by authorities. He pleaded guilty to an organized crime charge. So, I mean, just go down the list here. The BATF, regular police officers, retired cops, former police officer, another. Here's another one for you. Also in McAllen, a former police officer was uh, sentenced to 27 years in federal prison for a drug trafficking conspiracy. Former officer Francisco Rojas had led a group that smuggled cocaine and pot into the Rio Grande Valley. But after being arrested in 2006, broke out of jail and fled to Mexico wow. until he was arrested in July. He'd pleaded guilty earlier this year to conspiracy to possess cocaine and marijuana with intent to distribute. So you've got cops uh, and former cops being drug dealers. You've got cops and uh, former cops stealing money from drug dealers. In Niagara Falls, New York, a former police officer was sentenced to nearly 14 years in prison for this also in December for tipping off drug dealers to police investigations, buying crack cocaine while on duty, and groping a woman that he'd pulled over. Former officer Ryan Warm had pleaded guilty in April to three felonies in exchange. I just, you know, I always wonder how many times uh, does this go unreported? Because you can imagine. You mean uh, the groping? The, of, the uh, groping, the, the things like that. I mean, when you're talking about a guy in a position of power over a woman um, and, you know, giving a ticket is a position of power. And I'll tell you, many of these tickets are. Two hundred plus dollars, and mm-hmm. that's what sex costs. Yeah, um, you know, so or at least with a prostitute. And I, I'm not saying that every woman's price is two hundred bucks, but I'm, you know, I just wonder how often does this occur that you never hear about it? It's a good question. I mean, how many women uh, trade sex to get it to get out of a ticket or trade some kind of sexual activity in order to get out of a ticket? You never hear about it. Everybody just goes uh, goes along their way. Is it one for every one time somebody gets turned in, or is it a hundred for every one time that somebody gets turned in. I mean, if if I were to complain to about a female officer you know, demanding sex for me for a ticket, people would laugh me out of freaking court. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get nowhere on it, and I just, I just, I just, there's I no just wonder. You, yeah. There's no way to know. In this case, in uh, Niagara, he apparently uh, was pleading guilty to three felonies in exchange for a ten-year sentence, but it got additional time added on after admitting threatening a prisoner who was set to testi- uh, testify against. He was uh, he pleaded guilty to deprivation of civil rights under color of law, using and carrying his Niagara Falls Police Department issued pistol during a drug transaction, and conspiracy to distribute more than five grams of crack cocaine. And finally, in Shakopee, Minnesota, this is all one week, by the way, one week's worth of reports. In Shakopee, Minnesota, a former Carver County Sheriff's deputy was was sentenced December to six months in jail for stealing methamphetamine from the department's evidence vault. Daniel Kalo, an 18-year veteran, went down after authorities noticed the drugs had been tampered with and saw him entering the vault in a surveillance video. He admitted ripping off the meth for his personal use and told investigators he'd been smoking meth for about a year. Wow. Kalo copped a, pee, a plea rather, to a second-degree possession of meth. He begins serving his sentence this month. 
Second degree possession of meth is pretty good. What would you and I get for uh, busting into the police evidence locker and stealing something out of it? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I mean, it would be, you, they'd bury you under the jail for yeah. this. And this is, um, you know, this is the part that, uh, that, that people don't even recognize. When cops do get charged with something, they often experience a different level of judicial uh, oversight than you and I do. They don't have to pay the price um, that that you and I do. They just their their hands are slapped. I, don't, I guess uh, you know, even if he goes a couple of years in jail, compared to what you and I would do. I mean, I don't know if I want to call it hand slapping, but. They just don't have the same level of enforcement that we do. The toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, you're going to tell us about the new Gladiator Sports. We'll come back and explain that to you. You can bring up anything you want. Take control. Hour 3 is next. Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll free. Take control of the airwaves. 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. The main feature allows you to control the content of the website. So the stuff you see on the front page there, the main column, it's all created by listeners like you. As you're surfing around and you find something online that you think is pretty interesting you want to share with us and our listeners, you just submit it as show prep. And we've got a handy bookmarklet that makes that easy. You can go and learn more over at freetalklive.com. Get interactive. It's a great way to uh, to share interesting things with the other listeners of this program who all tend to have at least the same overarching interest of wanting more freedom. So there's a bit of a theme to uh, the, the types of news that show up there. Go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. As we continue the discussion here, as always, lots to discuss. Mark, the gladiator sports, the new gladiator sports. Uh, you were going to tell us about that this hour. Well, I don't know how new they are there. Um, this is an article from lourockwell.com, and it's by a, um, a Charles Stample, who, who wrote a book called uh, Progress, a novel, and he advertised it on the show. And I, I thought it was very interesting, and it's timely because the Super Bowl is coming up. People are thinking. Oh, is it? <laughs> hate you, hate you. <laughs> Most Americans will watch at the very least this one football game. Or yeah. by watch, I mean they'll be in the same uh, domicile or, or structure that has mm-hmm. the game playing. And uh, you know they consider the Super Bowl to be very important. And you know I think it's I I tend to watch it just uh, because you know other people do. We've got to see the new commercials. I loved. I do love to see the, the commercials. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's pretty awesome. But. 
he has an interesting idea about football, and I, you know, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I just wanted to read the article. So it says, uh, Charles Stample, I used to be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, but my interest in the team probably peaked when I was 11 or 12. And I think that it was probably a little younger for me for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, but, you know, I, I liked them. I continue to watch a, a lot of football. Uh, a book called How Football Explains America by ESPN NFL analyst and U.S. Navy veteran Sal Oh, gosh, somebody's going to hate that I don't get this name right. Paul and Tanio uh, shows how the game of uh, football was designed around war. The quarterback, Paul and Tanio, explained in an interview as a field general taking territory. He throws a long bomb in the face of a blitz. A coach will rally a squad devastated by injury and after gaining an early advantage with an aerial assault will turn a devastating ground attack to bring home a victory. During every NFL game, there are about a dozen or more propaganda ads for the U.S. military. During every Thanksgiving Day broadcast, there's a segment about troops fighting overseas and well wishes from troops coming in and out of breaks. Don't they sometimes fly jets over uh, the stadiums, things like that? The Super Bowl begins with a national anthem and a word from the president honoring the players fighting to win the field and the troops fighting for our freedom overseas. Then fighter planes fly overhead. Yep. Just how much has college and NFL football contributed to war and nationalism? Hmm. One can even casually follow professional football without, um, excuse me, can and can one even casually follow professional football without oneself contributing? Contributing to the the whole fervor toward war, you mean? War and nationalism, yes. Recent- yeah, how many how many peaceniks uh, are big football fans? I guess I am. Ah, okay. I mean, I don't know about a big football fan. I yeah. honestly, when I when I say big football fan, I shouldn't say that because I watch with my wife. My wife knows who these people are. She can name She's a fan. them. She's yeah. a bigger fan than you. Much you bigger. I can't name ten football players um, currently. Yeah, so currently, right? <laughs> I, I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I know like ten football players from the past. Most right. of them are quarterbacks and um, you know that kind of thing. Uh, you know, big, I remember the refrigerator names. or whatever, right? The fridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Perry. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, know his first name either. <laughs> Recently, my 12-year-old... But nep- now, wait a minute. Before you go on, okay. the difference, of course, being that football is completely consensual, right? I mean, the people that are, are playing uh, on the teams are there... It's an by- all-volunteer force in the right. uh, military. Yeah, but you can't leave. Like, you could leave the football game if you wanted to. Like, if you got sick and tired of the coach and the, you didn't like how the cheerleaders were teasing you, you could leave and uh, you wouldn't, you know, you might forfeit your contract. But with the military, if you leave, they can put you in a cage. Maybe. Uh, many people, when, they're, when they leave in the United States, really, they don't get put in brigs. Uh, most people, right? yeah, they, they, they don't put them in, in if jail. They, if they go uh, this, a- by AWOL, the way, is, is, this is not legal advice. Uh, if you're in the military, I'm not suggesting that you go at a- AWOL. But I am suggesting that you know what happens when it when it happens and most people that go AWOL do not have uh, problems from a you know, really? to not go to jail. So what happens the to them? Just a dishonorable discharge? Sometimes they'll come back and they'll get put in a, like a disciplinary squad or something like that get given nothing to do. Hmm. Um, there's a one... What if you leave again after that? Well, sometimes you won't. They won't even come after you. They generally will not come after you if you uh, just say you're not going to you know, come back. Really? They'll just give you some know. kind of bad discharge. Hmm. Interesting. I'd love to hear some confirmation on that. Because okay. they certainly want you to believe they're going to come after you. But there's a group on uh, Facebook called Echo Platoon, uh, which is just like this one of these uh, sort of disciplinary squads. So you know, if, uh, that's one of the places that I found out about it. All right. So anyway, back to the other uh, story here. Recently, my 12 year old nephew because he's big, was approached by some self-styled community leader coach person to play Little League football. 
I don't spend money to go to uh, professional football games or purchase NFL merchandise or even pay for cable to watch the sport on television. But I've been known to discuss teams and players and coaches. When my nephew talked about joining the youth football, I couldn't give him a reason why he shouldn't. I suggested yeah, to him he that he wants to have fun. What's that? He wants to have fun. Why not? I you know I don't I don't know I mean he, Char, uh, Charles Temple here is just talking about you know how much of this is related to sort of war and nationalism and I I think it's all in there you know it's sort of that team mentality but you know I'm, hmm. I I'm I, not prepared to say that liking football is bad no I wouldn't say that either but I do think it's uh, that likening it to war is pretty accurate. I suggested to him that he practice punting. As a matter of fact, um, I'll go on with this in a second. What I was, it, it's kind of like war without the consequences. And I often feel that many Americans support the war because they have been trained to support wars by sports teams. We often will use uh, analogies to sports teams the way people, uh, you know, rally behind the United States government. And when it's fighting a war, we when won. Fa- yeah, <laughs> yay, we won. We're over there fighting, defending freedom. We're doing this and we're doing that. And when in fact, you know, they're doing nothing like that, the United States military hasn't been used to defend the freedom of uh, United States citizens since maybe you could argue World War II. So that's decades and decades that. ago. You I would not argue. Somebody that. would. He goes on, I suggested to him that he practice punting, and if he's really good, he could join the high school team and maybe get a scholarship to college. I wanted to plant the seed that the big kid who refuses to play organized football or will only join the team as a punter is cooler than the one who follows some coach into battle, as well, um, as it will be appropriately called. And I think that he's absolutely right. If, if you know What he's talking about here, big boys tend to be the, the tissues that uh, coaches blow their nose on and throw away. Um, these big men, so many of them, because it's not that unusual to be big, and they could just put them on the line, you know, use them up, use them up, blow the blow their knees out. Mm-hmm. So many injuries come to these guys; they die so young, and it's sad. It's really, really, really sad. Well, whether they die young or not, but they certainly could end up, uh, you know, getting out of the the world of football with some sort of permanent problem that they carry with them for the rest of their lives they're not paid anything tremendous quarterbacks are paid you know I like high school the, you're not paid anything i like the uh the, the punter positions uh interesting but i like the kicker position because you can actually get some notoriety as it um you know if you were in football and you can score goals because most high school football teams can't really kick and so if your kid practices kicking then you know he's gonna <laughs> you know he's gonna he's gonna be able to score points and that's what gets you notoriety okay so anyway, um, football players are gladiators, and it is a caste system, that, just as it was in ancient Rome. Only a tiny fraction of football players ever see any money. Most only get their brains rattled and their joints twisted when a self-styled community leader coach person encourages a bored 12-year-old to play organized tackle football. He's guiding him into the lower class. I agree with NFL commissioner Roger Goodell, who said, you can look at football and see the heart of America. Americans are willing to give their young people over to strangers to instill discipline, to round over individual talents and personalities, to give them numbers and uniforms, and to uh, follow orders. Doesn't seem like the best way to uh, instill discipline in uh, in a young person. Uh, maybe martial arts would be a little more effective. 800-259-9231, and in many ways much more peace-oriented, even though it's, it seems overtly violent in martial arts. Um, it generally you just hate about, football. Generally, it's about avoiding conflict. 800-259-9231. Hey, if you want a tote sack, you get a two-pack. If you call now at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. More coming up.
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. We've got a webcam. You can watch, listen, and chat. Uh, The chat room built into the same page as the cam. See it and get interactive over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's totally free. And thanks to Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIC, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. At up to 99% off of list price. Memory Dealers also offers customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In some cases, they can do the private labeling overnight. All their stuff is in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 to the phones. And the fun, Ricky is listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Ricky. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just calling to tell you about the UA. Uh, y'all called it AWOL. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, for the Army, it's AWOL. It's absent without leave. For the Marines, we call it UA. What does that but, stand for? Uh, unauthorized absent. Got it. And I was uh, going to tell you that back in 2003, uh, well, 2001, I joined the Marines. 2003, I went to Iraq in February. Come back in June. And I come back home. I had two weeks leave. So I come back here to Charleston and... Uh, I decided not to go back. I mean, I got to drinking and stuff, and I don't know. It's just a lot weighing on my mind. And I think it's I think it's the right thing to do to not go back and fight some. It's got to be very difficult. Fight some war for a politician. Yeah, and I I mean I kind of agree with you there, but um, I didn't go back, and they didn't come looking for me nothing, and I even got pulled over uh, driving down the road, and my buddy was in the passenger seat, and I thought for sure I was going. I thought they were going to take me, and. I told him, you know, tell, tell him I decided to go back. and But, no, I, I didn't have a job now because now, I heard if you use your Social Security number that they might they might be able to find you and track you. But uh, I didn't have a job, but they didn't come looking for me or nothing. So huh. that was in 2003? Yes, yes. And nothing has happened since then? No, 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 no. I, I did, after uh, six months, I did go back. Okay. And uh, I, I, I got brig. I did three months in the brig. Oh, okay. So it did happen. Yeah. Yes, yes. What I, was that uh, like, by the way? The brig? Yeah. Uh, it was hardcore. I mean, you wasn't allowed to sleep. Uh, it's not like a regular jail, which I ain't never been to a, a civilian jail, but mm-hmm. you're not uh, you hear stories. You're not allowed to sleep or nothing. So, you're not allowed I mean, to was, sleep, meaning they have lights on yeah, 24-7? No, no. No, I mean, at nighttime, you, you, you get your rack time at 10 o'clock, you go to bed, and then they wake you up at 5, but during the day, you're not allowed to sleep. I see. I see. Yeah. So if they catch you sleeping during the daytime, they'll, like, rattle the bars, and, like, you know, what do they, they do if you're trying to sleep no, in the day? 
you're not in your own little cell uh, unless you're a, a real bad criminal, like you did then, like kill somebody. But so you're in like a general uh, population kind of yeah, situation. Yeah, but yeah, you got uh, all your, it's you got all your bunks lined up in a row, and uh, you you sit out of your bunk after you wake up in the morning. Uh, you stand online so they get a count and. Uh, you go eat chow, and then you come back, and the whole day you just sit there and draw, write, or something, and you no talking, no nothing for about six hours until two o'clock or till wow. twelve. Then you eat lunch, and then at two you go outside if the weather permitting, and you get your rec time. No talking. They don't work, you guys. No, some people get picked to go out and work. Wow. In the so- morning. Is the food better? Uh, is the food worse than uh, than you get on the field if you're in the brig? No, uh, I never had a problem with it. I mean, it was it was fine. Both both. Uh, now the field rations they are kind of bad. <laughs> how you're better eating in the brig? <laughs> how long, yeah, how, yeah. How long did you stay in the brig for your? What was it? A six month absence? Three months. Yeah, uh, I was six months gone, and then I did three months in the brig. And then after you were released from the brig, then what happened? Well, they they kind of gave me the option. They they said, would I like to stay? If I'd like to stay, I had to go in front of a judge and uh, plead my case. And I I got I guess I kind of wanted to stay because I, I I thought I messed up. And I stayed in, and I, the drinking didn't stop. So I got NJP'd, which is non-judicial punishment, which means I don't have to go in front of a judge. I just get in trouble in front of my commanding officer Mm -hmm. and uh i got two more of those and then it was the three strikes ruin they let me go with other than honorable discharge interesting other other than honorable so so it's really more the drinking uh you could have left so you so like after you went into the brig you had the chance to actually go ahead and break away at that point but you decided to stay in and then it was later that uh, yeah very interesting. So um, how does this other than honorable discharge, how, how has that affected you in your life? Because one of the things they do while you're in the military is scare the, the crap out of you that if you don't get a uh, honorable discharge, you'll never be able to work again. No, it ain't affected me really nothing at all. I mean, the only thing they took me was my GI Bill. But, I mean, I didn't have plans on going to college anyway. But it don't – I mean, I put on people – I put on applications that I've been in the Marines and people – that's all, I mean – they don't ask me what kind of uh, discharge did I have or anything, but it ain't affected me nothing. What about the other people that were go back, going back to the brig here? Because we've never really actually talked to anybody. I don't think we've ever talked to anyone who spent time in a brig on this program in the years we've been doing it. Uh, yeah. What were the other people in there for? I mean, normally when you look at a regular jail or a regular prison, it's loaded up with people that were caught with like a, a, bo- a you know bag of pot or something like that, loaded with people that, that have not harmed others. Uh, what 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 were your co prisoners like? What were they in for? It, it, it's almost the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I say ninety percent of them was drugs related. Others were if if they uh, like if you attacked your officer or something. And uh, there, we had a staff sergeant in there who was in there for uh, supposed uh, child molestation. I mean, it's just the same because, I mean, the people, I mean, I guess, you know, if you join the Marines or anything, you're, you're no different than what you would have been out here. I mean, there's, you get the same crazies in, in the military. So do, do the Marines actually have a separate brig? Is your brig separate from the Army and the other branches? They all have their own facilities? Yes, as far as I know. Now, if you get more than 10 years, uh, you'll get Fort Leavenworth. But and I that's could, where they're just grouping everybody together. Yeah, that's where everybody goes if you get more than 10 years. But Interesting. Uh, mine was on Camp Lejeune, 
is where I did my time, my three months. So, uh, so as usual, same as on the outside, they're cracking down on people with drinking problems and cracking down on people with, uh, you know, maybe found with a little bit of pot or some other kind of chemical, as opposed to the, oh, I don't know, what was it, one out of three women at least in the military have been raped? And they're not exactly rounding those guys up, are they? No, no. And uh, the worst thing about it, I mean, if, if you get caught with drugs, it's usually one strike and you're gone. That's it. They don't, they don't allow you no more, like... Where I went UA and then uh, come back and then had trouble drinking two more times before they kicked me out. If if someone, if my buddy beside me got caught with some, you know, pot or something, he'd he'd have been gone right then and there. So without even a trip to the brig, they'd have just uh, discharged him at that point. More than likely. Yeah. So that's a pretty. So would you say that's a good tactic? Is to just get yourself. If you want to get out of the military, just get caught with a bag of pot or something like that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the uh, the inside information. Ricky there calling uh, former Marine into the brig. 800-259-9231. So it does happen, Mark. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. He had to go back to them to get put in jail. 1-800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want, dial in toll-free, and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of those features. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video to show their listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will get you there. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to be on the Shrine. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduates, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and in public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, training throughout the summer. Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. Sign up to receive updates and reminders. People have been uh, who have taken these internships have been placed in uh, uh, organizations, uh, public policy organizations around the United States and in uh, in all 50 states and in the, the federal government and up to 100 different think tanks. It's libertarianinternships.com. All right, we're going to continue here. Maybe we'll get back to the football discussion a little bit, but I want to make sure we get your thoughts in. Uh, you can take control here. Let's talk to Steve listening to WTAR in Norfolk. Hey, Steve. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, well, great. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, listen, I, you know, I, and I'll admit I'm, I'm weighing in in the middle of this thing. I just tuned it up, and I heard the guy on the phone talking or the, on the radio talking about he had done time three months. And then I heard, I don't know who said it, something about one in three women in the military had been raped. Yes, uh, according to... Where that was, the, you know, that I, statistic 
come from? Uh, it was a survey of female veterans found that 30 percent, this uh, according to it's a 2003 survey, uh, NPR reported on it, 30 uh, percent. Uh, female veterans said that uh, they were raped in the military. You can actually add to that a 2004 study of veterans who were seeking help for post-traumatic stress disorder found that 71% of them said uh, they were sexually assaulted or raped while serving. Well, I hadn't heard that statistic. I mean, I served 30 years in the Navy, and I had uh, a squadron, and I had women, 100 women in the squadron. And I'm not going to say I was in touch with every one of them, but... Uh, I have a feeling I would have had. Now, I'll grant it. This was it was the Navy. <laughs> I don't. They don't break it down by the branch here. But I would just. I would fathom a guess that uh, it's probably a little bit less likely that uh, women would be raped in the Navy than in other places. Why is that? You know, the Navy, Mark. What does that mean to you? You know, it's more likely to be a little bit. You That's know, friendly silly. towards women. What in the Navy? More likely to be what? A little bit friendly towards women. It's likely the more aggressive males are going to be uh, attracted to things like the army. And I would the, think the their Marines. discipline would be higher when you're keeping a bunch of people on a big metal floating island, if that's what you're willing to to say. But I, I don't know. You what. don't think the more aggressive uh, members of the military are joining the Marines and the army, Mark? Maybe you're right. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so there well, you go. Anything else you want to share with us, Steve? No, I, just, I just hadn't heard that statistic before. I was really shocked by it. Yeah, there's some pretty shocking stories out there, too. I remember. Did you that, know that more people um, in the military right now are uh, committing suicide than are being killed in Iraq and Afghanistan? Uh, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. Also, I, I think there was another statistic that was very telling uh, when it came to the number of deaths uh, that happened in training as opposed to combat. Um, you'd be amazed at how many people are killed in training. Yeah. Uh, I was just watching today, I think it was uh, Wings Over the Gulf, about the uh, Gulf War incident, and they were talking about the uh, the, the large amount of uh, losses that were taken by the uh, tornado pilots from uh, um, uh, England. And they were saying, okay. yeah, these numbers, actually, the, the large losses that they had weren't really any higher than uh, the losses that they would have in training, especially training at low-level flying, which is what the tornadoes were doing at that point anyway. It's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, okay, well, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thank you for the call and the thoughts at 800-259-9231. You can uh, take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. All right. So uh, we're going to uh, continue here, Mark, and uh, focus back on the, the football issue because we weren't quite done with that, right? There was something from LouRockwell.com uh, where they were talking about football being this, you know, the kind of the new gladiator sport. I mean, as you pointed out, you keep it's on not saying new. new. There's nothing new about football. Yeah. But uh, newer the than idea, gladiators. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is uh, by Charles Stample. It's LouRockwell.com. And uh, to pick it up where we'd said, middle and upper class Americans fall in love with poor youths from cities across America who play for the team where they live. And he's pointing out here that uh, that many coaches, uh, basically, they're subjugating most youths to uh, poverty by getting them to play football, that only very, very few make it into the big time. Their story, their Cinderella stories are amazing. However, for every one of them, there's, what, a thousand uh you know, guys with uh, twisted, twisted hearts, twisted minds, and twisted knees. Um, so you're saying it's the physical injuries that make them more poor for their their lifetime? That's what uh, you know. That's what I'm assuming that I, I read from here. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, uh, let's let's continue. Middle and upper class Americans fall in love with poor youths from the cities all across America who play for the team where they live, but develop an irrational hatred for similar young men drafted by the team's rivals. Americans will go to parades to watch marching soldiers, but will turn the channel when they see men with crew cuts without arms and legs. Americans will hold to the myth 
in the face of fact. Two years ago, NFL Films uh, eliminated military and fighting uh, allusions from all new films. President Steve Sobel described the decision as a matter of common sense. Uh, they were basically cliches. Coaches said that uh, this guy, uh, that's a guy I want to be in a foxhole with. They've never been in a foxhole, and they're trying to articulate that uh, to a player has no idea what a foxhole is. But why did it take 40 years for this distaste of cliches to surface? Perhaps while Americans were feeling good about America's efforts in uh, the two world wars, despite failures in Korea and Vietnam, war speak was good marketing. Today, with even ardent supporters of the U.S. military calling the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan failures and acknowledging the role of the military expansion and skyrocketing debt, it's less so. Many uh, have called on the talking heads of football to stop describing games as battles and players as troops. These pleas are misguided. Football games are battles. Players are troops. Youth football is early soldier training. Arose by any other name. I guess. I mean, I don't I don't know how to feel about this precisely. I watch football with my wife. She loves the game. I, you know, what I spend most of my time during a football game going cringing and I'm like, oh, that had to hurt. I feel mm-hmm. terrible for these guys because I, you know, at 40 now I'm beginning to feel my age. I know that parts of me ache where, yeah. you know, they they probably wouldn't have if I would have treated my body better in my youth. And imagine how they feel. And yeah. these guys are getting the equivalent of three car wrecks every Sunday. Of course, those are the guys that are getting paid. Um, however, right, and as was pointed out, the young men in high school aren't. Most of them aren't making it to that level, or not right. even making it to college. You know, and how many young lives are ruined by you know these tremendous injuries? Um, you know, it's not just the kid that dies on the uh, dies on the football field. It happens. Well, I don't. I don't think that you know. There's any. I don't think there's any guilt you should be feeling as as somebody who enjoys watching football because it happens to have some comparisons that can be made to the idea of war. Again, it is a consensual act. These people are all on the field by choice. As I pointed out, we have an all-volunteer military. Yeah, but again, as I pointed out, they they can't leave. So they're there by choice when it comes to football. There aren't very many innocents uh, hurt on a football field, though. There's that's true. The, the members of the crowd are not being included in the tackles. I, you know, I, I'm I would probably still be against war if no innocents were harmed during it. But I think your your largest you and, to find innocent who gets to say well, who's innocent and not right. I mean, it's the U.S. military who just <laughs> determines those things. So it, these uh, days. So uh, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't feel guilty about it, especially if you know coming into it, especially if you're aware as you're watching the game of the team mentality of how how mindless it is, how it turns people against one another. I mean, the problem I have with with the people and their reactions and their interest in sports is how in many ways it manifests. That's the real problem is when people hate each other because they're fans of the the wrong team. I mean, up here in New England, it's the Patriots versus the, you know, whatever the other team and there's the, the baseball, what is it, the Yankees versus the Red Sox. That's the real rivalry up this way. And it's just it's just so pointless. I mean, it, it is something that drives wedges between people and some people take it too seriously, especially the people that after a winning game or whatever, go out and destroy things in the streets. I mean, that's where it really comes down to the absurdity just being writ large. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on anything are welcome here in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live coming up. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you up front for their websites. We give you more for free, likely, than they charge you for. See what we mean by going to freetalklive.com, get interactive, enjoy the site. And then if you like the show and you want to help support us, go to amp.freetalklive.com, become a Free Talk Live amplifier. And it's as little as 3 bucks a month. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only uh, forum, the amp-only podcast without the usual podcast commercials, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, it's Larry listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Larry. Larry is gone. All right. 800-259-9231. So maybe a little bit more on the idea of football or and or sports uh, and this kind of war warlike mentality. I think that, uh, again, there's there's nothing in, inherently wrong with the idea of having a, a sports team that you, for whatever reason, identify with. I think it may be a little bit silly, but uh, because obviously the team doesn't care about you so much. They they change out. The players change every year. They have the drafts and they, they swap players around. So really the only that's thing one that, thing that's really always kind of bothered me about the whole thing is I guess the, just thing, a brand. the thing that I like about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that I was from Tampa Bay. Right. I like the Dallas Cowboys because they had Roger Starbuck um, and, you know, he was an incredible player, t- at least to my young mind. And I think he was, uh, you know, but the players move around all the time. They're not yeah. from the place that they're from. So Mostly. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, largely most of the guys that are there aren't from Tampa Bay. So. But, you know, that even means anything. Am I suggesting? Well, I suppose it means something, right? Like if it's saying that we're the geographic area here and we're awesome. You grew up in the same climate. Congratulations. Right. Right. You know, our zip codes look similar. Um, But then, you know, what am I saying about people being able to move? Am I saying that, well, if you play for a football team, you should only play for the football team that was near where you grew up? And not everybody grows up the same as I did in the Mm -hmm. same uh, place all the time. Some dads pick up and move and and moms and and parents and things like that so would those people be ineligible to play or would you only be eligible to play at the place that you um you know had lived the longest it's like it just makes this convoluted thing but you know really it all boils down to what colors do you like (laughs) i mean you know (laughs) and then they wouldn't change that on me you know i the bucks right i went (laughs) for so long here i've got to i've got to live with this orange and white thing the creamsicles and then they go ahead and change it to admittedly a much better color scheme the red and pewter that they and they started winning after that too they they did (laughs) the red and pewter thing um that they they had and they had to get rid of the head coach that went to the super bowl and the uh, quarterback that went to the super bowl before they went finally went to the super bowl though so you know very mixed up so yeah you look at it from that perspective I mean, there's just a bunch of weird stuff about teams and the, the mentality that kind of comes along with it but i think as long as you're aware of it then there's nothing wrong with enjoying it as long as you don't get lost in it as long as you don't get caught up in the idea that you're part of the team the idea that you won the super bowl and the idea that you lost the the battle or whatever because you didn't you bought a ticket maybe or you tuned in and watched some commercials and uh, i'll you- tell you buying a ticket <laughs> I went I've been to several Bucks games, several, not many. Um and it's 
an hour to get parked and two hours to get unparked. He gads. It is all traffic. I might snarl. be I might be exaggerating a little bit, but not much. Um, if it if you get out of there in an in an hour, you'd be doing quite well. It doesn't matter. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Leave at the third quarter? Well, why would you do that? Why, why you did go? you go? Yeah. You know, you paid $40, and this was some time ago, $40 for a ticket. Why would you leave a moment before the game was over? There's another $8 beer to drink, darn it. You're right. You know so, I, I mean, for the, for the cost of one going to one game, you can get the NFL ticket uh, from, you know, one of the DirecTV or the cable people or whatever and then watch every game and you'll do it a heck of a lot better. Um, if you live up in one of those places where the weather is inhospitable, imagine catching a, a December or January game. I mean, the Bears and the, the Packers, the Packers, I believe, are going uh, to, to the south to the ball, to ball me chicago to be able to play in 10 degree weather on a snowy field at, <laughs> is it lambo i don't know i mean candlestick wow. I, I i i get all these things confused I, you know it's it's gonna be horrifying i get enough to shoveling my driveway i mean man sitting out for a whole game like that right you know no, when thanks. they've got these uh these indoor <laughs> football stadiums that's one thing but these yeah. ones that are outdoors mm. no Thanks. So, I, yeah, I think as long as you kind of are aware of the mentality and you can be sort of above it, then it's not damaging. But if you get lost in it and you get uh, you get kind of hooked on this uh, this idea that you're part of this organization and that you feel things when they win and they lose, and rather than I don't just- think you can watch too much and not feel things when during a football game. So when I feel things when those guys get hit, those guys are going to get hit. Whether yeah. or not I uh, feel something, uh, when I see it, I'm like, "Oh gosh, you know, I hope he's okay." Maybe I said the wrong thing. Maybe okay, but uh, you it's know, one so thing to empathize you, with uh, with someone. So if I plight. feel something when a guy gets hit, then why is it good or bad to feel something when my team wins or loses? Okay, how about this? How about instead of the... By the way, there's a study uh, that has been done, and the losing people who whose team lost, their testosterone levels are lower. <laughs> it ab- absolutely happens. <laughs> uh, you know, men, You're when their team lose, uh, loses, their testosterone levels drop, <laughs> and when their team wins, their testosterone levels raise. So wow. it's very interesting. So you're actually more of a man when your team wins. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I've never heard of that one. Uh, That's really un- I unusual. Think, I think I saw it in Muscle and Fitness years and years ago, but I, well, I could be wrong. All right. So, okay. So, so let me correct uh, what I had said then. It, it, it's one thing to empathize with the player who's getting crushed on the field and, and feeling sorry for them and feeling bad and, and trying to imagine yourself in their position. It's one thing to get excited by a play or you know a tackle or a turnaround or something like that that's happening on the field. I'll it's tell you, there's nothing like those. In it. Hold on just a second. There's nothing like those plays where that the guy's running after the ball and he reaches out with one hand way in front of him and yeah. he manages to get that ball and then like pull it in with one hand into his numbers and and you know the, oh, the no other doubt. guys. It, that, those it, are amazing. There plays. are feats that are amazing and there are some one, the, just stunning things that happen on the field. I mean, absolutely, and I think I and I can appreciate that without being a a crazed fan, a fanatic for one team or another. I can appreciate the competition. I can appreciate the uh, the people that are excelling. I don't tend to spend my time on it, but if I'm put in front of the the game, I can you know I can appreciate those things. I think it's getting caught up in the obsession, uh, you know, adorning yourself with uh, with the 
team's logos and the team's uh, everything that they possibly could push at you and continuing beyond the the realm of the game itself to continue the you know the hatred towards the other team and to continue the hatred or the anger well, that might be can, directed at the supporters of the other team. I think you can have good-natured joshing. I have a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers ball cap that I tend to wear. Um, I just I, I wear it. Um, and But there's a line in there somewhere, though, Mark, don't you think? I mean, don't you think there's a certain line that is crossed? Oh, absolutely. There's Some people hate um, other teams and right. hate, you know, especially if you're, you know, from some other place and things like that. I don't understand that. That's where it becomes like war, wherein people are looking at another group of, of people who are human beings just like them on another plot of land, and they're saying, I hate those darn Japs, or fill in the blank, whatever racial slur of the, of the time that you want to put in there. And they're hating them because they've they've been separated from them. They've been told that because there's a line in between these two plots of land, that they're better than the other people on that land. In the same way, because we're Patriots fans, we're better than those, you know, I don't know, Jets fans or whoever the Patriots fans don't like. Uh, it last New York week Giants. was the Jets. Um, yeah. The you know, it also allows people to sort of act in a tribal, nationalistic fashion for small, smaller areas. No one wears a Minnesota ball cap and gets excited about it. However, many people wear Vikings ball caps and that's um, you know that can that elicits emotions uh, you know large and small from all kinds of people. So I can't I wouldn't wear a Florida ball cap in uh, in in stunning orange and green the state colors that they have on the, the license When you plate. say Florida you just mean of the state of Florida not the, state the of, team right, the, Florida. the state of Florida. Um, I'm talking but I would wear a Tampa Bay Buccaneers ball cap. Uh, you know, and and it just it starts conversations. Or are you from there? Why do you like the Buccaneers? But other well, the subject matter isn't as serious as politics, right? So it's not a problem talking about sports and conversing with others, or as you're saying, joshing people about it. Whereas when you're bringing up politics, then people are really entrenched in their in their viewpoint, and the you know an issue can really politics divide is the, the same table. all over the United States, though. I mean, so if you like one team or the other, it doesn't really it doesn't say anything about your politics. There isn't a Republican football team but there is still that team mentality where people will say you know if the republicans get swept into office then we won right or we lost and it's so it's that mentality that i think people need to break away from and realize you aren't them you aren't on the team you aren't a politician you know you aren't in the military maybe you are in that case you did win or lose we're out of time for tonight though we'll be back tomorrow you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com.